0: Hello, internet. My name's Jonathan Cook, and I'm Matt Noble. And this week on Screen Verdict, it's back. Yes, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part
1: Two. Mmm. We- I want to suck your blood. <laughs> it's my vampire impression. A famous quote from yeah. Twilight. <laughs> yeah.
0: We've been holding our breaths all year. Ah, oh, because we're vampires.
1: If we've not died, yeah, from holding our <laughs> breath for a full year, yes. waiting for the next Twilight. Yeah, it was, um, obviously, they broke it into two parts. They broke Breaking Dawn into two <laughs> parts. So we were a bit there was a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of part one. We were on the edge of our seats to see how, in my mind, the worst film I'd ever seen, where it was heading. <laughs> I was a huge fan of Harry Potter 7 part 2. Yeah.
0: And by that, I mean, I gave it a 3 out of 10. And I was a huge fan of... Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1, and by that I mean I gave it a 2 out of 10. <laughs> so huge expectations for Breaking Dawn Part 2. Well, there's no predetermined verdict for no. Breaking Dawn Part 2. I went into this with an open mind. I did too. We'll discuss what goes on. I think there's going to be spoilers.
1: Yeah, we're going to so spoil stuff Spoiler in alert! Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert! alert. Yes, spoilers from Breaking Dawn Part 2. Let's not bury the lead... They may have been tempted to do in the movie. They thought she was dead for a bit, but. <laughs> but, uh, Kristen Stewart or Bella. Yeah. Okay, end of last movie. She's having a baby. Things are going pretty badly. It looks like she might die in the childbirth situation, sort of thing. Edward steps in and saves the day by gnawing the baby out of her. Yeah. Okay? Saves the baby, saves Bella, but. Obviously, to bite into the womb to get the baby out, he had to bite her, which turns her into a vampire, so now she's a vampire. Twist.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think because of Twilight, that's actually becoming a more common form of a cesarean. If there's a problem with a birth, the doctors will bite the baby out of you. In real life, you won't be turned into a vampire, but in the film, Bella was. Yeah. So at the start of Breaking Dawn Part 2, she's a vampire- and I guess we get these scenes of her trying to adapt
1: to her vampire skills, her vampireness. I've got a friend who's pregnant at the moment, and I'm on the standby if something goes <laughs> down. I've been practicing chewing on some of steaks. Of you have the sharpest teeth. Yeah, I've been chewing on some uh, tough steaks to get my uh, <laughs> teeth ready. Get prepared. Have you been hunting deer? No. Oh, yeah, should. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe that's the move. Yeah, so we see her adjusting to life as a vampire. I guess this is interesting. It's almost like discovering you've got superpowers. Hmm. Because she's really
0: strong. She can... I don't know if they can fly, but at least they can jump they can insane jump, heights.
1: Jump really high. And run really fast. Hmm. And she went out, like, the first day. She goes, oh, let me see my baby. He's like, just wait, let's just make sure we get used to being a vampire first. <laughs> you don't accidentally bite the baby's head off or something. <laughs> Um, So she goes out into the woods and she's doing all this jumping up stuff, sprinting through things, all these amazing stuff in a dress. She's wearing it. I was very impressed at how much she could do in a dress. (laughs) Again, it's like superheroes. If you're going to be running around at super speed, it has to be in a sexy outfit. Yeah. No, I was quite impressed with that dress. So she's out there just to get a bit of a test of what it's like being a vampire. And there's a rock climber. This guy. (laughs) Um... Edward did not know there'd be any people
0: this far out into the woods. Yeah. And, oh, she smells him from a good distance
1: away. He, Yeah, he cuts himself. Big mistake. So she can smell the blood. Like a shark <laughs> smells the blood, and she is off up that cliff. Like, she's <laughs> jumping up the cliff. Like Spider-Man. Yeah. And then Edward catches up to her and says, don't do it, and she doesn't. <laughs> she was quite easily convinced. Yeah,
0: there were enough people in the film talking about will she be able to resist human blood? Like you thought it would be a dramatic thing when there's a human. Will she eat her? And then Ed was like, "No, nah, don't do that." And she's like, "Oh, okay then." Yeah, and then just leaves,
1: just jumps off the cliff. Yeah, I would have liked her to eat. The rock climber, <laughs> and that would have been an interesting direction. <laughs> then she's got some guilt to carry with her, like, on her journey. Give Kristen Stewart an excuse to be so mopey all the time. Yeah, a chance to redeem herself. <laughs> um, obviously, Kristen Stewart has plenty of reasons to redeem herself. <laughs> but the character of Bella, give her a... Then the whole film, she can, you know, shot at redemption. I don't know, she then tackles a tiger or a lion or something. <laughs> she was going to eat a deer. Yeah.
0: And then all of a sudden this kind of, like, puma or wildcat goes to attack the deer and she just tackles it out of midair and just starts ripping into the uh,
1: hmm. wildcat or jack. What was, what was that thing? Anyway, yeah. Do you reckon the deer would be more thankful to Bella for stopping the lion from killing it? or the lion from distracting Bella from the deer. Because it's not sort of like they both wanted the deer, and they ended up, like, sort of going after each other instead.
0: Yeah, that is a pretty fortunate situation for the deer. They probably just saved him for later, though. <laughs> there's, like, no matter... There's not a distance
1: far enough away that the deer could get that the vampire's were going to find it <laughs> At some point. I'm sure that lion had a pack as well, but... um. Yeah, it, it, I
0: don't it, know why we <laughs> refer to a lion. Lion's the one thing it's definitely not.
1: You don't get lions, like, in the mountains? It's a mountain lion. I, uh... It's a mountain lion. <laughs> yes, it's not like a Lion King lion, but it's a, it's a mountain lion. Do you think they just couldn't have... Be- like, they, they seem to, like, go, oh, we can't have Bella kill a human. That would be too bad. And then they, like, the very next thing, go, well, we can't ever kill a cute animal either. Yeah. Like, that could be Bambi's mum, man. Like... <laughs> We're going to have kill a menacing animal. Yeah. They couldn't even let her carry the guilt of killing a deer through <laughs> the movie. It turns out she's a vampire, but she's also a pretty good vampire. She's, like, the strongest of the whole group. She's, like, beating, like, them in arm wrestles and everything. Like, why is she such a good vampire? I don't know. She took to her
0: very quickly. Yeah. It's like... Neo in the Matrix, it's like make the jump man. Yeah. And then he's like, What I've got these powers or whatever, I can just do what I want. But it's hard like to just believe that you can just jump across a building or whatever. She had no issues with that. She wasn't worried about whether her vampire skills would come through. She was just jumping off a mountain. mountains fine, like mm. And not only was she confident in her vampire skills,
1: she had the best vampire skills. Yeah. She was. She went from non vampire to the greatest vampire overnight, it seems.
0: I think the reason for that is that she's the main character in the movie. Hmm. I don't think there was no oh, you come from this great lineage of vampires. You've got great vampire DNA. Or you were the chosen one that the prophet spoke about. It's like, no, you're Bella. You're the one that the movie is surrounded around. Of course, you're going to get some cool skills. It's not like they're going to make Bella be like a pretty average vampire.
1: But wouldn't it be better if she was the worst vampire at the beginning of the movie, and then like she's the underdog vampire, and then by the end of the movie she comes good? But wouldn't that have been an interesting journey to see it could be I mean not every movie has to be dodgeball <laughs> <laughs> fair enough <laughs> so anyway so Edward and uh, Bella having a bit of fun her d- d- going on her training wheels of vampireness then they get back to the house and Jacob's there he's hung around why are you still here she said.
0: Because he's Jacob, because he's, like, the yeah. other guy in the movie. That's, that's where all the <laughs> three-way love tension yeah. comes from. Even there's no practical reason for him to be there. Yeah. Well, I guess there is. Yeah. Because Jacob did this thing called imprinting mm. on Bella's daughter. Yeah. Which I think means he's betrothed to her. I don't know if it's necessarily, like, a romantic thing. I think it can be. I just think I think it's some kind of... There's just some kind of, like, soulmate thing there. Like, you're connected or something, I think.
1: Yeah, I've got heaps of soulmates that aren't romantic. I think there's some romantic connection there, right? I think between them, there is or will be. Yeah. I guess I'd forgotten all about that imprinting thing since the last movie. But when I was reminded of it in the movie, I did think, oh, yeah, that was, like, I was interested to see what happened here. Because... When he had to do that to save Renesmee at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, man, Edward and Bella are going to flip when they find this out. <laughs> so. And so did the
0: other vampires. When Edward and Bella come back and they see Jacob, the other vampire's are like, this is going to
1: be good. Yeah. <laughs> they were very excited to see Bella's yeah. reaction. Drama! Yeah. <laughs> Get the video camera out. <laughs> We're going to make America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, um, so, Jacob tells her, Belle's not too happy. She's pretty mad. She starts
0: throwing him and some of the other werewolves around, which Edward just finds funny. Other people start stressing, and they're like, Stop her! Stop her! And he's like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's like, oh, I should throw it around the werewolves. <laughs> which, after the, like, the werewolves, like... Jacob did the right thing, right, to save the baby.
0: Well, I think the werewolves were coming to attack, mm. but they wouldn't attack someone who mm. one of the werewolves had imprinted on. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty helpful to them, I guess. Mm. Though, I guess they're going to... Bella's still going to find it pretty creepy. It's like an unborn baby. It didn't really have much say in the
1: matter, and she didn't get told. She yeah. didn't have any say in the matter. Hmm. There was never a thank you to, no. <laughs> to Jack. Thanks for saving my daughter's life. It was just... You and your stupid werewolves with your stupid prince. You smell. Yeah. Do you think... Like, obviously, Jacob was in love with Bella. Bella chose Edward over Jacob. You'd be pretty heartbroken, especially since, like, the vampires are your, like, mortal enemies or whatever. Like, so... <laughs> like, you'd be pretty cut. Is this a great way... To get revenge. Betray yourself to that couple's daughter. It depends on how you
0: look at it. It could be good revenge if you're, if, like, hey, Edward, I'm with your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah. It could be bad in terms of it might remind you of the girl that you <laughs> lost forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So you better hope that Jacob likes Finesme as much as he yeah. did Bella,
1: or else that's going to be a bit depressing. Could be an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got Jacob spending all the movie just hanging around with this little girl, <laughs> who we, we might as well explain ages quickly. Yes. Yes, yeah, she's... I think this film takes place in about a couple of weeks, maybe, time, and she seems to age a couple of years in that time. She's about, what, five, six? Yeah, around yeah. that. Yeah, it's obviously changing. So you got him hanging out with this little girl that he's going to be marrying or with for the rest of her life or whatever, which is a little weird. I found Jacob, and it's probably the last movie too, this guy is Captain Awkward. is <laughs> the most awkward person you've ever seen in a movie? <laughs> the only werewolf in a group
0: of vampires, and he's just constantly dropping odd one-liners, like, yeah. she wishes she was that awesome.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Such a good line. He's kind of... <laughs> he's kind of like the sassy gay
1: in the group. Yeah. He's one that no one's actually friends with. Yeah. And the, like, he just, yeah, he's the only werewolf in a group of vampires. He's constantly hanging around a newlywed married couple where the girl is the girl he was in love with while he's sort of going out with her daughter at the same time. It's like the ultimate awkward situation and he does not take this in his stride at all. He just makes it more awkward every possible moment. Yeah, I, 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 I quite like that. I liked <laughs> it. He was so awkward,
0: it was funny. Well, he decides to help the situation by getting <laughs> Bella's dad in
1: on this, <laughs> on this party. Yes. He does. How could I make this more awkward? Let's bring her dad into this.
0: So, her dad, Charlie doesn't know that she
1: has been turned into a vampire. Yeah, we have been informed since the last movie that apparently people don't know about vampires. Yeah. This is apparently a secret. In the last movie, it looked like everyone knew because Anna Kendrick and Co were at the wedding. No, apparently it's all wolves over everyone's eyes. No one knows.
0: And so he's trying to call to see if she's all right because I think he knew that something was going wrong. Yeah. When she went up on her honeymoon? Yeah, she didn't come back.
1: Yeah. That's that's an early warning sign. If your daughter gets married and goes on a two-week honeymoon and never comes back, I'd start to get suspicious about the guy she married. So Jacob thinks that
0: Charlie needs to know what's going on, and how he goes about this is
1: just stripping in front of him. (laughs) Yeah, we had the shirt off, the obligatory Jacob shirt-off moment. Uh, They surprisingly took a lot of restraints in this film by waiting a good, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes before he got his shirt off this time. (laughs) Not like last film where it was the opening shot of the movie.
0: (laughs) How would you react if you were Charlie? This friend of your daughter's just rocks up at your house saying he needs to tell you something, then he just starts stripping (laughs) naked... Yeah, well, his underwear stays yeah. on. The under the underwear on like expanding superheroes or monster creatures, they the, the underwear just never rips. Yeah, apparently,
1: oh, I think Jacob just buys a lot of underwear, and then he turns into a werewolf. Yeah. To, to be fair, when you're the dad, you don't know that he's going to leave the underwear on. Like, he's <laughs> taking his shirt off. He's taking his pants off. You're probably assuming the underwear's next. <laughs> like, I feel like my daughter's probably just died, and you're now professing your love for me, Jacob, <laughs> by stripping and just hoping I get into it. To be fair, Bella's dad does look a little gay-ish,
0: not he? <laughs> like... If that film was shot anything other than in the month of November, <laughs> yeah. that look is giving off a certain side. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I think I'm probably calling the police or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm going with him to yeah, the house. Yeah, he pretty yet. okay. He was pretty shocked at first, but then Jacob turns back to Jacob and he's like, okay, let's go to the house now. Let's go to the house in the woods. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do with this guy who can turn into a werewolf, who claims he knows where my daughter is.
0: So he goes to the house and Bella and the vampires are waiting there, but they don't want... Him to know that they're vampires. Mm. So Bella has to go through. It kind of seemed like a a scene out of the Princess Diaries, where a girl has to be taught like mannerisms, how to act proper. Yeah, she needs to be told how humans act, even though she's been a human for like eighteen years or whatever.
1: Mm.
0: By the way, Bella, humans breathe. <laughs> yeah, you you, yeah, you got to fake breathing. You got to have your posture correct. Which you got to not eat your dad.
1: Yeah, which she is horrible at. And the dad rocks up and she's perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I also love the Jacob line. Oh, yeah, I told your dad where you were. He's like, well, why did you do that? And he's like, oh, yeah, and he'll be here in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't,
0: you can't do well in the training scene or else there's no point in the training scene. Usually you get a bit of a montage where
1: they get better throughout. So I guess the <laughs> Jacob line, 10 minutes. Jacob gave them 10 minutes. I would, if I was the dad, feel very concerned for my daughter. It seems very cultish. Yeah, he sees this baby that he gets told is adopted, and then he's like, it has your eyes. (laughs) Yeah. And she's living in this small little commune house with all these people with weird coloured faces, and a guy who can turn into a werewolf. I'd be very
0: concerned. But he just accepts it, and he's all cool. And he meets up with them later on. Yes, and he says in regards to Renezme, it's like, wow, look how big she is. She's grown half a foot. Seriously, like six inches. The kid's like six. So <laughs> like, what are you talking about? It, it was a baby, and now it's a, it's quadrupled in size. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: he, And he, isn't he the local sheriff or policeman? <laughs> oh, gosh, help me with, like, the uh, if I'm living in this village and he's responsible for solving all the crimes. <laughs> like he, he, He's going to be putting the clues together and things. This is uh, very
0: concerning. That just made no sense to me. Like, even if there was a scene where he'd seen Renesmee again that we didn't get to see, hmm. she would have grown heaps then. So, the fact that she'd grown another six inches wouldn't have been surprising because the time before that, she'd have tripled in size. Yeah. There's (laughs) no way that line makes sense. Yes. (laughs) How come he doesn't go, Why? She's big for a one month year (laughs) old. Why doesn't he go? Why doesn't he go? (laughs) <laughs> Where did that kid come from? Yes.
1: Why is he assuming? It's Renesmee. <laughs> Why is he assuming the six-year-old <laughs> is the person that was a couple of days ago, the six-month-year-old? <laughs> so
0: Charlie isn't able to pick up much about Renesmee, but the annoying girl
1: from Lost is. Well, she she's their cousin, she's a vampire cousin that's coming to visit them. She's the sister of the two weird blonde girls or something. Yeah, she 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 was she seemed to not be approving of the wedding or whatever, but she thought she'd come and sort of hang out with them. And boy, she rocks up just at the worst moment. Bella's hanging out with a werewolf who's in werewolf form and May. ...is flying. <laughs> Which, up until this scene, I did not know yeah, her in too. <laughs> this was news
0: to me. I so, like how she was flying in order to catch snowflakes. Something <laughs> you can do standing on the ground. Yeah, It's like, just wait. It'll still come down. It's not like all the snowflakes stop 15 feet up in the air. Yeah.
1: So she was flying to do a redundant task. Um <laughs> Yeah, bury the lead about Renesmee. mate. It's about her aging quickly. I think flying would be equally interesting. Uh, so she just storms off this girl from Lost. And she goes to this group of vampires. Led by Michael Sheen.
0: Yes. Called the Voltari. They're sort of they look to be sort of like a a stone cutters type group yeah. within the vampire
1: community. they there any official role in the vampire world or do they just wear robes and walk around like they're police? I guess, how many people do
0: you need for something to be
1: official? It's like if I started a new sport
0: and it sort of caught on and there was like 100 people playing and I said that I was the head of the organizer, would people say that's official? Maybe, I don't know. You might need to file it with the
1: government or something. The vampires probably <laughs> have not done that. But I mean, In Harry Potter, you have the Ministry of Magic, which is the government for the wizards and witches and is responsible for, for things... Like, is this the equivalent of the Ministry of Magic? I would guess. Okay. But um, they seem,
0: like, not the friendliest... No. ...of official organisations. No. Because they're... They take their laws pretty seriously. Mm. And apparently, they believe Renezme is an immortal child. Mm. So they think that a child has been turned into a vampire. And this is, like, the worst law you can break. This is the most... Terrible thing you can do as a vampire, because if a child becomes a vampire, it stays at that sort of mental age. Yeah. But they are too deadly. You can't trust a kid with vampire skills, because they'll just throw a tantrum and just bite and murder everyone. Like the boy from Looper. Yeah. So rather than sending Bruce Willis back in time... Yeah. To kill... To kill yeah. Renesmee, they get the group of the Voltari vampires to go get her. Hmm. So that's basically, that's the sort of the main story in the film. Yes. the Voltari's coming because Alice, I think, sees it because she can see the future. They're coming to get Renesmee, and so our group of vampires need to go get what they call witnesses, vampires from around the world, to come see that Renesmee's not actually immortal and say, look, guys, don't kill Renesmee.
1: Yes. Um, and they make it very clear they don't want to fight the Voltari. Yeah. We just want the witnesses. We're just going to have a conversation and show that she's not immortal. Yeah, I thought this could be fun. Mm. Going around the world, gathering a group.
0: It's kind of like getting the band back together type. Blues Brothers, Muppet (laughs) movie sort of stuff. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good setup. I was expecting more guest stars. Like, didn't you think there'd be more sort of, like, famous actors that they would have got to be, these sort of vampires? Isn't this, like, ultimate
1: cameo material? Yeah. You get to be a vampire in the Twilight movies. Don't know if I'd do it, but uh, there'd be some who would. Well, they got Lee Pace, the pie maker from Pushing Daisies. (laughs) I was pretty excited to see him. Everyone's
0: favourite show that was cancelled after two seasons. Yeah. Take that party down, fans. Yes. Not as good as Pushing Daisies. Was there a guy from uh, The Master? I think Philip Seymour Hoffman's daughter's husband. Yes. Was the yes
1: vampire from Egypt, yeah. I think, yeah. the, the younger one. So they all-star cast for these <laughs> uh, vampire roles. <laughs> Fans of
0: Pushing Daisies and the Master would have been extremely excited. (laughs) Yes. What are you talking about? It was
1: cameos galore. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was expecting when they said we're going up against the Boltari, either not with fighting, but we're negotiating, whatever, we're getting a big group of people from all around the world together. I was expecting a huge amount of people (laughs) and then like we get to the scene where they're back from their round the world trips. They go, oh, we've done really well. We got like, 16. It's like, oh, no. It's like, like, I'm going to have a really big party. I'm going to have a really, I'm going to invite, oh, no, all these people going to invite them to. So, you know, like, up on Facebook and someone like, oh, did he get, like, a lot of people coming? Like, oh, yeah, everyone's coming, all 18. Do you think that that was just an excuse
0: for werewolves to still be in the film? We didn't get enough of these witnesses we need the vampire, uh, we need the werewolves back up to go against the Voltari, because this film, the previous film was kind of werewolves versus vampires. Yeah. This film is sort of good vampires versus bad vampires, and there's really no reason for the werewolves to be there, other than they say, oh, we don't like the Voltari either, and we'll help you. I think that's the only reason why they would just not find enough people, so werewolves
1: could be around. Y- yeah, but, like, I think, like, Surely with these epic fantasy movies, like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, you want a huge battle at the end, right? You want the huge showdown. Like, You want, like, 100 vampires versus 50 vampires and 50 werewolves. Like, you don't just want, like, 18 vampires and 12 werewolves taking on another 30 vampires. I think that's because Lord of the Rings is not set on Earth, whereas Twilight
0: is set on Earth, and so there can't be that many vampires and it still be a secret because it's supposed to be
1: a secret yeah i guess if you've got like thousands of people battling (laughs) people are gonna find
0: out (laughs) so who are some of the people that we have in this relatively small group yeah
1: well we've got the amazon vampires yeah they can make you see whatever they want you to see yeah um you've got the russian vampires
0: who are just intent on killing the Voltaire. They want to fight. Yeah. That's what they're, they're gearing up we for. We came
1: to fight the Voltari. This sort of <laughs> right? it's like half Russian house, South African. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we've got the Egyptian guy who can... Control make, elements. Uh, control elements like water and fire. Okay, okay let, let, let's hold up here. Uh, here's a big question I had. It turns out in this movie that, like, most vampires have a superpower. I don't know if all of them have an ability, but quite a lot of them did. Pretty much all of them in this group had a power
0: other than, like, Edward. I think Edward referenced the power of his. Like, he'll come after me because he knows I can do something. Whatever. But we didn't see
1: him do (laughs) it. He never used it. Okay, so Edward's even got one. Why have they all of a sudden in this last movie all the vampires have a superpower? Like, there's the electric girl from up north. There's the... The nature guy from Egypt. There's the uh, illusion girls from the Amazon. There's. Let's like, the ones we already said. Yeah. I'm, what are the other ones, Matt? What are the uh, There's the the mind reader one. There's Bella. Is the shield, so she can make a shield to protect people from other vampire superpowers, which they are very quick to declare. Oh, she's a shield. That's the best one, Bella. You got the best <laughs> skill. Of course, she did, Bella. <laughs> You've got. Um, Alice can see the future. Um, yes, yeah, someone can see the future. Got uh, Michael Sheen can read people's minds. He, he's on the other team. The girl on Michael Sheen's team can like make you collapse and <laughs> in a lot of pain. Like, what are saying, like it seemed like this was more of a superhero movie than a vampire movie.
0: Yeah, it does, which makes you question why in the last movie everyone was just, like, punching and kicking each other when they're fighting. Like,
1: why not use your powers if everyone has awesome powers? Yeah, it was very weird. I loved at the beginning of the movie, Renesmee touches Bella, and she can make Bella, I don't know, see memories or something like that anyway. And Bella is, how can she do that, right? A fair question. They answer that with one of them going, well, why can she show people the future? And why can he shoot electricity out of his hand? They just can. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. So you just have any explanation of how people get these superpowers?
0: Well, it is sort of a dumb question. Why asking specifically about her? It's like, if other people have abilities, why would you be surprised that she has an ability? That's fair enough. But it did draw my... Imagine, like, you being in the Avengers and you just fighting with the Avengers for a long time and all of a sudden just being like, man, what, like, Hulk, like, how come when you get angry you can turn into a big green thing? Yeah. It's like, well, like, how can he fly? Or, why can like, what are, you, what are you asking that for?
1: To be fair, in the Avengers, they'd explain the origin stories of all of the supers. <laughs> so we, we had the reasons for all of these. It just drew your attention to the fact that they just made this thing up for the movie, these superpowers, or the books, or whatever. I think probably all of it was made up in the books. <laughs> <laughs> so then, there's lots. Some other boring things happen, and then we get to the battle scene. Okay, which we've been told in numerous times is not going to be a fight, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fight. I think I turned to you at one point in the movie, Jonathan. And I'm like. They're saying there's not going to be a fight, but there's going to be a fight, right? <laughs> like, like, I, I was hoping the climax of the film would just that they talk everything out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's like, look, she's not immortal. Seems you're right. I'm all right. Do you have the Do you have the 18 required witnesses? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So they they meet in the
0: middle of the snow, and they take Renesmee May over to show Michael Sheen. That Renesmee is not a mortal, mm. so he feels her. She's warm, and he's she's able to show him like her history or something. And he's like, well, you were born from Edward and Bella while she was still a human. You're half,
1: half half." And then he starts laughing
0: or something. That dude was creepy. He was so weird, like the way he would just touch this child and then all of a sudden just go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> it was so over the top. It was absurd. Yeah. yeah. So we think this is going to be resolved. Oh, we've shown that she's not an immortal. But then he goes, wow, I don't know if we can still trust and not to be dangerous. And he gives this speech about the unknown. Yeah. It's like, oh, these are in certain
1: times, and in certain times we must fear uncertain (laughs) things." Yeah. Bottom line, yeah, she's not an immortal. It's not a horrible thing, but she's an unknown quantity. She's an X factor. We don't know... We've never seen... We don't know what what the potential is of a half-wizard, half that half <laughs> Sorry, of a half by a half-human person. Uh, we know she's got some weird power, at least. Be- better safe than sorry. Better just take care of her now, and then we don't need to worry about the unknown. The X factor. It is morally wrong, but it makes sense, his argument.
0: <laughs> so Alice goes to try to... Talk him down. And he goes, Nah, not having any of that. And a battle starts. Oh yeah. This battle has the most decapitations <laughs> of any battle I've ever seen. Yes. It seems the best way to kill a vampire is just to pop its head off. Yeah. And it does just seem to pop right off. Yeah. It looked like a Barbie doll losing its head.
1: Because there was no blood or anything either. Yeah. It was kind of- <laughs> and off it came. Vampire when you become a vampire you become incredibly strong, but you get a really weak neck. <laughs> Your neck becomes very brittle, and that's what you go for. That's what that's what I learned. Now we saw this, I think, in a
0: flashback about the Immortals way back in the day. But it had been a while until the battle. And in the battle, I think Carlisle and Michael Sheen fly at each other and they clash. And then when Michael Sheen hits the ground, he's holding Carlisle's head. Oh, yeah. And I was like, damn, that's badass. He just ripped his head off. In midair. But then there's another, like, 15 of those throughout yeah. the battle. Yeah. yeah. It made me <laughs> question why anyone was kicking or punching. in <laughs> yeah, no. the battle. It's like, you're not going to hurt a vampire by kicking him in yeah. the, the, the leg. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just rip his head off if you're strong enough to do that?
1: That's what... Yeah. That's what's winning the fight. Yeah, um, definitely. We see a few of the superpowers get used in the the battle. We see the lady collapse people. Mm. We see um, Bella use her shield to help Edward, I think, once or twice. And we see, in perhaps the biggest game-changing move of the battle, uh, the guy from Egypt just make a giant crevasse in the middle of the battle. It's like a mini earthquake. Which, fortunately, I think most of the people who fall into it are the bad guys. But it's, of course, a very, like... It's not a very specific thing. In the battle, there were some people died that were, like, proper
0: characters. Like, Carlisle gets decapitated, Jasper gets decapitated. Hmm. Uh, I, I think maybe someone falls down the earthquake hole... And some werewolves die as well, but the werewolves are werewolves. So yeah. there's just no emotional investment or connection to them when they die.
1: Because <laughs> we didn't and know who it was. was, we what was. <laughs> yeah, uh, We disappointed we didn't get any werewolves talking in this movie. Like the last movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the werewolves seem to communicate telepathically or something. So it's just hilarious when the werewolves talk and their mouths just don't at all... match up with what they're saying. I think we only get one or two lines uh, from a werewolf in werewolf form throughout the film. Mm. Uh, Much less than in part one.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, so the werewolves, like, quite a few of them are dying, and I I feel like this is maybe some of the werewolves maybe regret turning up to the battle. This is really... They've turned up to someone else's battle almost. (laughs)
0: The one not-quite-decapitation... Uh, fatality of the battle was someone put their hand into the guy's mouth and just ripped off the top half of that person's head.
1: Mm. Risky move when it's a vampire. they got sharp
0: teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of comes to a conclusion with, I think, Edward and Bella both end up fighting Michael Sheen. Mm. And one of them... Obviously, the captain takes Michael (laughs) Jean
1: rips his head off, rolls it along the ground. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not really loving this Twilight movie, but we see a big battle. We see some, like, interesting things happening. I'm definitely enjoying this a bit more than the previous Twilight movie, which is very disjoint. At least it built up to this big battle, and we had this awesome battle. Lol, J.K., not really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so it ends and
0: it's like, wow, there's like the decapitated head of Michael Sheen. And then it just cuts to Alice holding Michael Sheen's hand and going, and that's what ha- will happen if you try to fight us. Yeah. <laughs> just like, there was this
1: groan in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty annoyed. I was so annoyed. <laughs> Which
0: I would be interested to see if that was in the book. Like, how do you write that? Like, you just describe this whole battle scene, and then just, like, the next sentence is, but not really, it was all a vision. Yeah.
1: People laughed at that. <laughs> like, you got a laugh from the cinema. Oh, I would assume most people there are Twilight fans, right?
0: Yeah, it was... I would imagine it was Twilight-heavy, if not, well, it was definitely at least girl-heavy. Yeah, it was very
1: girl-heavy. They're about, what, other than us, like, four other guys in the, in the <laughs> cinema. Did they think it was laughable, that, that plot point? I'm not
0: sure if they were laughing at it and not appreciating it or whether they were like, ha, ah, they got, got me, you. they yeah. got me, it worked, it worked, well played, <laughs> yeah. well played, Twilight. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Um, I was so annoyed.
0: I think that is a bit of an annoying twist, but because... I wasn't really taking the film that seriously. I actually just found it funny, and it didn't really annoy me that much. I, I was kind of just able to laugh it off.
1: Yeah, I guess the film would have been nowhere near as funny if they hadn't had that bit. <laughs> but it's like I, I could not believe that they did something that was that ridiculous. Um, and then they just—you're not a fan of these styles of twists. You didn't like it
0: in Fight Club. You yeah. didn't like it in Dexter. And Twilight, <laughs> I, I, I a piece of work
1: on that level. I was <laughs> didn't appreciate it either. Yeah, I, 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 I hate, I hate, Like the worst twist is it was a dream, and that's pretty much what this was. <laughs> it was a vision. Yeah. So then we have Mike. Uh, so then Mike Machine goes, "Oh yeah, fair enough. Let's go." <laughs> well,
0: if someone just told me that if I decide to fight them, they will rip my head off, I'd be like, "Fair enough." you know what they're going to do. Adapt to that. I guess they give him a reason to not look like a coward, because what they've done in searching for witnesses, oh, yeah, just, just at the time that the battle has uh, been avoided, they bring in some Native American vampires, and one of them is half-immortal, like Renesmee. I like how he described it. He was like... My father was a vampire and he seduced my mother. We're like, oh, buddy, we don't need to hear all the yeah, details. Yeah, just, just say my dad is a vampire and my mom was human, that's enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who says that when? We're talking like, about their own parents. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are you half Asian? You're like, yeah, no, I am. Like, you see, my dad was from China and he like, put the moves on my Australian mother. And they had sex. Just say, yeah, my dad's from China, my mum's from Australia, I'm half Asian. And he
0: has aged, which is something they're concerned with about the immortal children. He aged quickly. He was fully grown by the age of seven. But he matured and is not a danger. He's not just a reckless, dangerous child. So this is proof that A half-vampire is able to live without
1: causing trouble in the world. And the big winner of this news is... Jacob. Yes, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) He only needs to wait another, what, (laughs) about five years? (laughs) And he can then start, like, unquestionably making out, (laughs) um, and maybe, maybe even more so with Renesbe. So the Voltari leave, no one
0: dies, all the deaths were just twists, Renesmee is safe, and uh, we get the conclusion of the film. Alice sort of looks into the future, Jacob, Renesmee, Jacob, Edward, they're all happy together, Bella and Edward go off into a field, and Bella puts her hand on Edward's face, and apparently she has another power that he didn't know about, she's able to communicate kind of like Renesmee can through touch,
1: and she shows him... A montage. <laughs> she's made a... She's pretty, pretty much... She's made a YouTube fan video of the first, like, three Twilight <laughs> movies, or the first four or five Twilight movies, and she's playing it for him.
0: One of her special powers is editing in Windows Movie Maker. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she's compiled a bunch of the <laughs> dramatic and romantic scenes between her and Edward. To a reasonably clichéd and overplayed pop song. And I guess, fortunately, unlike the montage in Breaking Dawn Part 1, which was mostly of things that happened in Breaking Dawn Part 1, we at least got some scenes (laughs) from some of the other movies. Yes. And only a few from this one. Yeah. The whole Bella and Edward lifetime. And I guess this is a way to tell Edward how much she loves him and... Which is apparently a lot. It's more than anyone else in the world. Has ever loved anyone.
1: But for one exception how much Edward loves Bella, she is probably the most self-involved person I've ever seen in (laughs) cinema. (laughs) Like, and it it wasn't... She wasn't being cute. She was serious. She seriously believed that no one had ever loved anyone Mm. as much as she loved Edward.
0: Like, you can't really say anything less. Imagine telling your wife. You'd be like... I'm in the top 20% of happiest
1: married people in the world. Like, that's not a compliment to your wife. You say you're the happiest. Yeah, yeah, I get that, that you sort of more absolute some hyperbole when to you wife. Like, I think she's like, I love you, Sylvia, too. She's like, no. No one has ever loved anyone <laughs> as much as I love you right now. I think the point of that is, I guess, the
0: the writer, the creative Twilight, would want this to be, I guess, in a way, the greatest love story ever of told. All time, yes. And it ends with, I think, the final page from the book, which went by a bit too quickly. I didn't really get to read it, but it said something about our love forever. Forever was the last word.
1: Yes. And then we saw the credits roll with um, pictures or, or videos sort of of all the characters that had been in Twilight And it did
0: everyone from the whole saga, not just this film. Yeah. Part way through the credits, you were like, I don't remember. Was this
1: person even in the movie? Yeah. (laughs) And then, though, we got a real treat. Because towards the end of it, uh, our favourite of the podcast, Anna Kendrick, (laughs) was was put in. Luckily, we got to see a bit of Anna Kendrick. (laughs) A grainy black
0: and white one-second clip from the, the film we saw her in last time. I'll take any energetic I can get. And here ends the Twilight saga. It's over. That was it. Mm. So I think it's time to give Twilight Breaking Dawn part to our screen verdict. Yes. I think a highly anticipated screen verdict. The, yeah. The sequel to a uh, dramatic 0 and 2 out of 10
1: ratings from last time. So I gave it a 0 out of 10, and you gave it a 2 out of 10 last time. So we'll see, That's it, the bar. Has it improved? Has it gotten worse? This one had a bit more of a story to it than the last one. The last one just seemed to be three events surrounded by people discussing those events. At least this one started off, there was a problem, there was a conflict, it built to a battle, and then uh, r- wrapped up. So I guess... Uh, that's something positive could be said. I think um, there was maybe in this film some better unintentional comedy moments. I just found everything Jacob said was <laughs> hilarious. It made things more awkward. I love in the car with Bella going, hey, Are those vampires weird? <laughs> like, I just Dracula I was, 1 and 2 are yeah. creepy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she actually laughed. At, I, was, yeah. I was actually surprised that she laughed at that thing. Yeah. Oh. I think she misses her days with Jacob, (laughs) but he's definitely more normal than these vampires. I thought it was a bit weird, like, the last movie we heard how much, like, they were avoiding making her into a vampire. Like, Edward wouldn't make her into a vampire because of all the high stakes. And I think that was, like, in the previous movies also addressed quite comprehensively. And now she was a vampire. She... It was, like, the best thing ever. It was like, <laughs> oh, I love this. i got all these powers. We can have great sex. Like, it's really good. They had a sex scene in this Twilight 2. It was weird. She said he was holding back in the last movie, but there was more damage done to the bedroom in the last movie. <laughs> so that was a bit confusing. To be honest, the sex scene in this film looked more like an ad for Cologne than a sex scene in a movie. <laughs> uh, just a lot of close-up shots of, like, elbows and things. like... Just, like <laughs> The um, cologne hotspot, that <laughs> elbow. <laughs> That's probably not yeah. the best way. You record. want to attract
0: those ladies? <laughs> just a quick spray of this cologne onto your elbow, and they'll be hanging off those arms.
1: I mean, like shots of like like close-ups of joints and like necks and just like arty sort of like close-ups of body parts mm. that you don't see nipple in. Um, so. Yeah, but but this all being said, they didn't do a good job of explaining things. Like, I don't know why they just introduced all these superpowers into the last movie. I found that very... Like, I want to watch a vampire movie about vampires biting people. Like, you know, bats and things like that. I don't want to see, like, super... I'll go see the Avengers if I want to see, like, a movie with people with superpowers. Like, practising their superpowers. The battle scene was the biggest CTs, like, ever. Like, I don't know... There was no battle scene. It was the final movie installment, and the battle scene was just pretend. So, um, I didn't like that. There's nothing about this movie that didn't scream amateur. That didn't scream... Every shot looked amateur. Every performance was was amateur. Like, Lee Pace was fine. Like, like a couple of the supporting people, the, the Egyptian guy was fine. But, like, it just... The, the ending credits even with all the like names coming up with the pictures like, seemed like something a fan had done. Like, it seemed like a fan had made this, and I don't mean that in a good way. Like, <laughs> oh, they stuck true to the books, and like, they were making it for the fans. Like, It had a bit more of a story than the last one. I found bits of it funny. Even the bad twist at the end was funny. Like, that was, oh, no, they didn't. Like, <laughs> I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10. 0. 0.5. <laughs> yeah.
0: Better than Breaking Dawn Part 1 by The Barest of Margins. I really didn't like Breaking Dawn Part 1. I thought in it there was almost no story, and it was mostly just people standing around talking about things that were going to happen or had already happened, and it was just nothing but exposition. Hmm. In this, I thought there was more of a story. Hmm. I think it still wasn't really enough to cover two hours. It It was stretched out a bit, but there was at least some action... I think the dialogue wasn't as bad. There wasn't as much exposition. Some of it was cheesy. Some of it was bad cheesy, but some of it was was comedically cheesy. Mm. I think there were some funny moments in the film. And I think in Breaking Dawn Part 1, I thought, at least if it's bad, there will be bits that I can laugh at. But it wasn't bad funny. It was just bad offensively bad. In mm-hmm. this, yeah. we got things that were cheesy but funny. Mm. And we also got things that I think were intentional, like Jacob stripping in front of Bella's dad. I think that was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Then this all built up to a battle scene, which I thought was really cool. I thought the decapitating stuff was actually, like, it was funny, but not so much like I was laughing at it. Like, I was just enjoying it. When the guy got his head ripped in half, like, that was actually pretty cool. I like that they had the powers and things, the battle was way much, way better than the fight they had in the last one, the last one was just people kicking and punching each other, it was so boring, at least this time people were doing cool and interesting things, which is what you want from like a monster type movie, something out of this world, like why do I want to see vampires punch each other, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I did find the werewolves a bit annoying. There wasn't really enough reason for the werewolves to be there. And they seemed very inconsistent with the size. Like, I swear when Bella first threw a werewolf, it was just, like, a really big wolf. And then at the end, it's standing next to And it's, like, taller than she is. So I was like, <laughs> since when were the werewolves that big? <laughs> Maybe they've been drinking whatever Renesmee has been taking because it, mm. it grew pretty quickly. And then the montage at the end, I actually found quite touching. I actually liked the montage at the end, and I thought... It was good that they included clips from other movies in a montage, much better than the part one montage. And the opening credits and the final credits, Matt, you said they were amateur. I actually quite liked them. I Ooh. thought they were quite stylish. I Ooh. I liked the name, then it transferred to, it switched to red, and you had those kind of close-ups of sort of blood, blood cells. It was kind of a bit CSI-ish, I sort of liked that. And then the end, it was kind of nice, bringing through all the characters, you got to see them and... I thought that was quite well. It, something in the first one I thought it was really poorly edited. I think this one had a little bit more style, and the the editing was a little bit more professional, if uh, instead of amateur, in my opinion. So there are a lot of things that were quite bad and quite cheesy about it, but it was entertaining, in my opinion. This was far far better than Breaking Dawn Part One, and I would even go so far as to say it was fun. I'm going to give Breaking Dawn Part 2 a 6 out of 10. Oh! Ho, ho. Perhaps the most divided we've been on a film since the original Muppets movie, <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, probably. <laughs> so there you go. That's our screen verdict
1: mm. for Twilight.
0: The last one we'll be able to give on Twilight unless we
1: retroactively review the first, the <laughs> the first early Twilight the movies. Yeah, I hear Annie Kendrick's in them more. So, <laughs> could wet our
0: appetites. So, after that big verdict, what could there possibly be in housekeeping, Matt?
1: Yeah, you can like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Um or uh, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. You on the weekend, you got to go to the Pampax to compete in Jiu-Jitsu, we talked about in our last podcast, Jonathan. And we've all been on the edge of our seats all week to find out how did you do, what did you bring back for screen verdicts?
0: <laughs> well, I said I hoped to bring back some medals. Unfortunately, I didn't win any medals. Uh, I had some really good close matches. I had four matches over the weekend, but wasn't able to place. But I had a really good time. Uh, first time being to Melbourne, not that far away from the city, but it was my first time there. Mm. Ate some really good food. I don't know if it was just... Melbourne, or I just happened to go to some good restaurants, but I uh, had something called a Mars Bar cake. It was delicious. I've had a Mars Bar calzone. Mm. And you yeah, had a really good time with the team. We rented a house, it was, we call it the VT1 Ultimate Fighter House, yep. and uh, we didn't really get up to much shenanigans, really. We, uh, but we spent, there were long days. One day we spent like 14 hours at the, the competition. So basically we just, com- we competed and we ate,
1: and then we came home. Oh, I was about to say, this sounds like it would have made a good reality show, so there's some cameras in the house, but no. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably the strangest thing we got up to was everyone was concerned about weighing in, because there's certain weight categories, mm. and someone brought scales, but everyone was freaking out, they thought the scales were heavy, so what we did is we got bottles of milk and put them on the scales to see if they, it would, uh, <laughs> if we thought the scales were accurate, uh, and that didn't work, because then... We were debating on what the milk should weigh. When the <laughs> milk weighs the same as water, how much should we account for the plastic? <laughs> what percentage are we saying the scales is out? So that gave us no information. Awesome. But um, no, it's good to be back in Sydney. Good to be back doing screen versions.
1: I heard, like, you, you might have said you didn't win any medals or anything, but I heard there were some very questionable ref calls at that Pampax. <laughs> uh, a couple of the, the, the matches had ref decisions that could have gone either way
0: that mm. determined the match, but. Uh, it was a good experience, and uh, hopefully do well do well next time. Diplomatic as always, Jonathan. <laughs> I know when the fix is in. <laughs> so I think that's a wrap for housekeeping. Yep. We did say we might be doing a seven double psych- podcast week, Seven yep. Psychopaths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Matt, have you seen the film? I have not seen it yet. So if Matt sees that this week, we could be doing two podcasts this week. If not, I think next week... We're going to be doing Skyfall. The new Bond film just comes out in Australia. Can we do the two podcasts next week? If We, we can bump Seven Psychopaths yeah. back. So stay tuned for that, guys, and we'll see you next week. Okay, goodbye.